Welcome to the Ryan and Nate's Business Podcast. Come listen to these two blue-collar business guys. Nate, your go-to automotive repairer, and Ryan, your local heating and air contractor, talk about business, how to help you, and hear stories from our local unsung heroes. Community matters to them, and so does a healthy business. Here's Ryan and Nate. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, Thanks for joining us today on uh, Ryan and Nate's business podcast. Today's goal is to have you get to know Ryan a little bit better. We are going to interview him and learn a little bit about a story. So, Ryan, I wrote a a little bio for you. Okay. So, I'm going to hit you with it. Great. Ryan is the owner of two companies, Bellway Air Conditioning and Heating and Atlas Business Consulting, LLC. Atlas is the is the uh, the parent company of this uh, podcast. This is why we're doing this. He lives in Hailthorpe, Maryland, with his wife and son. He grew up in the trades and always wanted to own his own company. He started his first company at the ripe age of 22 with the goal of working on the company, not in it every day. And he's one of the best leaders I know at creating systems that release employees to do what they do best. He has great hair, wears shoes only when he has to and is a general badass hustler and risk taker. He also happens to be my boss and co-host of this podcast. And the plan today is to get to know his story a little bit better. So Ryan, thanks for, thanks for subjecting yourself to questions because this is where you and I get to learn what it's like to be a guest, which will ultimately make us better interviewers for the guests that we have on this show. Yeah, I feel gross after that introduction, but I'll take it. Thank gross. You. Okay. Well, hopefully I don't make all our guests feel gross. <laughs> I just I just don't like talking about myself. So this whole episode yeah, yeah. Is great. This this is why this is why the partnership here works. Yeah. Um so we're gonna start with an easy question. The the easy question that we're gonna start with is what have you failed at recently? Um, I would say the thing I failed at recently is the way I approached the maintenance agreements. So um I own Beltway Air Conditioning and Heating out of Hanover, Maryland, and we have another location in Arbutus, Maryland, slash Hailthorpe. It depends on where you put it, but it's 21227. So I own, that's my primary gig. And then the second gig is Atlas Business Consulting. But with the heating and air stuff, I have, I don't know how many employees, um, well over a dozen, I think 15 or 16 as of right now. So what I failed at was the maintenance agreements. So we have about 800 customers that we put on a routine maintenance. We come out twice a year, check your system, yada, yada, yada. And I think the biggest fail was the numbers came back for the last two months. And, you know, the first, you know, we got in the first month, those guys, we got to make a couple adjustments. Second month, the numbers were still bad. So with Maintenance agreements, they're just supposed to pay for themselves. If you do a good maintenance on something, you know, the customer's got to have to spend a couple dollars, not, you know, nothing insane, but like a, hey, you know, just this, you know, why doing the maintenance? We found this wrong. I think you should, you know, repair it before summertime or winter. And then they repair it and yada, yada. Well, looking at the numbers, it was like, well, these guys are barely paying for themselves when they go out there. And that was where the fail was. 
And the fail wasn't, oh, I need to teach my guys or my guys aren't doing enough or I need to teach my guys how to, you know, communicate to the customer and something's wrong. Like none of that was the fail. The fail was on my end. And my end was I didn't have the proper data when sending them out. So the average age of the system in the last two and a half months has been us uh, HVAC system, a heating and air conditioning system from 2018. Um, it's 2023, so really not that old piece of equipment. If they're not that old, there's not much to maintain. There's not as much things to do. So that's where I failed. Um, I failed to have proper data, and now we, you know, we're getting all that. And so for next season, we know like, oh, it's a slow week. Let's build up maintenances that are really old, you know, like older systems, because they're going to have more things to do on. And if we need money, that's probably a more likely way to do it, opposed to, oh, we have 800 customers. Just so start calling the list and seeing who needs maintenance right now. So being more strategic in that. And I think the biggest lesson I learned from the failure was that data will tell you anything you want to know and whatever you're already thinking. So, you know, data is good up to a point, but it's not. I think people live by data. And sometimes your job, like um, we have a friend that does data for PayPal, right? Like that's his job. You know, sometimes people get lost in the data and it doesn't mean what it actually means. And if you take the big picture view of it, you'll actually find out some real value in there. And sometimes people just grab data to tell them what they already want to know. I can get into a whole podcast about data and I know it's a little confusing because <laughs> um, it can totally go one way or another. But it, at the end of the day, I failed at not having good data, but I also believe that data is not the almighty um, dollar or like the almighty ruler. Cause if I just looked at the data, I would have been at my guy's throats like, Hey, um, or at least with the, the data that I had, like, Hey guys, you're not paying for yourselves when you go out here, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right. So yeah, no, that's, All right, that's next good. Um, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I think that, um, I think we'll probably hear some version of this question, um, at other times or in this podcast when we interview people, because I think it's a great question. It, it, it tells me two things about you. Um, one is that you're, you're not just doing the way things, the way they've always been done. You're, you're, you're taking risks, you're, you're mm -hmm. strategizing, you're looking for on the horizon as the business owner, uh, casting vision and going somewhere. So that requires taking risk, which means you might fail at, fail at something. And I think it's important to be living on our edge. Um, and that might mean that we might fail. And I think it's not a question that we should be scared of a question, th that question of like, what did you fail at recently? We don't have to be perfect. Um, that's not the goal. The goal is not to always take them to be so safe that you never make a mistake. Um, you took a risk. And then the other thing it tells me is that you're a learner. You're someone who doesn't make excuses and you learn from your mistakes and you learn from the failure, which means inevitably you're going to get better at it. So what started out as a failure, you get to, you get to have success at it eventually as you keep working it. And sometimes it's the second time you try. Sometimes it's a third, fourth or fifth time you try, or like Thomas Edison, it's after like 10,000 tries. Um, but if you got a goal that's worth going for, then it's worth failing a bunch of times to get there. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm a huge fan of you don't know what you don't know. And I think I live sometimes um, in the paralysis of like, I'm scared that I don't know what I don't know. And I constantly have to be out there learning because, you know, that 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 box of 
no one knows it uh, can be scary sometimes. So if you always have an open mind, you're more than likely to catch problems before they happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you're at right now. That's the current failure that's in, in, uh, in front of you. But uh, let's let everyone know a little bit about where you came from. So you currently have two businesses, but you didn't start with two businesses. Uh, what was your first job? My first job ever or first business? <laughs> All right, let's start with the first job. And then I also want to hear there's other businesses. We just told everyone you had two businesses, but yeah, there's more businesses. Yeah. Um, it goes back to the failure question too, I guess, too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, first, what was your first job? My first job was, I think my first like real job other than like helping my dad on the weekends, which my dad is um, at the time when I was younger, like eight, nine years old, he was a house flipper um, and he'd flip homes for a living. And he did it before it was cool. And, you know, poor YouTube taught you how to do it. Um, so then when YouTube came along and taught you how to do it, he got out of it. And now he does like bathroom remodels and kitchens. Um, so we had no competition at first, but then yeah. now he has a ton of competition. Um, so my first real job, I think, was just it was called Andy's Kitchen. It's no longer in business. Um, he sold it to. Um, someone and then they had it on one of those food network shows because they were failing and um uh yeah it, it still failed after the network show left um what did you do in the in the business um i just i just washed dishes you know you know cooked up that sausage gravy dog you know what i mean like just boom the roots of in greatness there. Yeah, You're describing the roots of greatness, man. It was man. canned gravy, and they were like, Ryan, your one job is to wash dishes, and if someone has sausage gravy, put it in the microwave for five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> you got it. So not the Did you most get the elegant place ever. The sausage oh, yeah. gravy is good. It's some good it stuff, is, man. It, it was good. I, I love me some uh, biscuits and gravy, man. Um, yeah. What about, their first, uh, yeah. what about the first job or the first uh, business venture then? Okay, first business it was called Beltway Blacktops. And I just had the entrepreneurial seizure when I was younger. I also needed to make more money. And with heating and air, I think I learned it very quickly. I knew when I was very young that I wanted to do heating and air conditioning. So, you know, I learned a lot about it. I grew up in a dysfunctional household and I figured if I can learn how an air conditioner works, I could get out of my house. Well, I learned how an air conditioner works and I still didn't get paid that much. So I was like, all right, well, I need more money. But I also had the like this desire in me to, you know, do something where I'm part of leadership and own a business, I, you know, owning a business, you know, kind of suit that fancy. So what I did, my dad said, uh, you can seal driveways on the weekends and I took that wildly seriously. I spent a lot of time, you know, my generation was blessed to have YouTube. That was in the early years of YouTube. But I spent time learning about business, you know, setting up a thing, you know, I set the business up. I made cards, I made flyers, I made things. And I just, I bought the stuff from Home Depot. I knocked on people's doors every Saturday and I said, hey, um, can I seal your driveway? It's $125. And people would say yes or no. Um, my first person ever, I went to their door and he said, the effing baby's sleeping and slammed the door um, in my face. And I said, wow, this is going to work out great. And I just went to the next door, you know, um, and I think a lot of people would have stopped right there. 
and it didn't help that I was in a no soliciting neighborhood, but whatever, who cares? Um, <laughs> it was the neighborhood next, you know, like next to mine. I, di I didn't live in a neighborhood, but like the closest neighborhood, that's, that's what it was. That's what I started doing. So, um, I did that and then it got a little bit more, um, legit as time went on and, I got an opportunity. I got involved with a property manager and he had a lot of work for me. And I just told my boss, I said, Hey, um, I have a great opportunity in front of me to make thousands and I need to take it. And that's what I did. I mean, I was paying for, I was paying for my own school. Um, I was not great with money as it is. Not that I spent it on dumb stuff, but like I, you know, I just never thought about like how to manage money. So I needed to take that opportunity and I did, but then it failed because very lack of planning. You can't put seal coat on when it gets cold outside. So it's a completely summer job. Heating and air conditioning is pretty much a completely summer job too. Heaters don't break that often. So uh, I was out of a job and then, um, so I went up and then I came crashing down as fast as I went up, but I learned a lot of lessons along the way. And I think I was 20 or 21 when that happened. Then I got a job doing solar that crashed and burned. Then I went back to heating and air and I didn't like the company I was working for. I thought they were terrible. Um, just on the way they organized things and they messed with my pay and like, Oh, you're still in training pay. And, um, you know, we know I was a salesman for that company and they're like, Oh, you know, I was expecting a $12,000 check and they gave me a $300 training pay check. And, um, because they let me go early cause I knew what I was doing. Um, and that really, really hurt. So, God works great in many ways. And I had a friend of mine from our church say, Hey man, I have 50 air conditioners and water heaters that need to be replaced in section eight. It's in the hood, but if you can do it at this price, you have the job. And I was like, done. Like what else was I going to say? No, you know, like I didn't, I didn't have anything. I, I started and that's when, um, Beltway, uh, HVAC started and I had nothing. And I was like, I have nothing to lose. I might as well go ahead and do this. How many years ago was that where Beltway started? Um, Beltway started, I, I believe it was April of 2018. Um, so I started out with Beltway Blacktops. Then I went to Beltway HVAC. And then, um, and then I went to Beltway Air Conditioning and Heating. And Beltway HVAC was just to get the gears rolling for the um, the property that I did for our friend from Mosaic. And I didn't anticipate on having a business now where it's like, oh, there's trucks on the road, there's there's office staff, there's general managers, there's operations managers. Like none of that was the intention when I first started uh, Beltway HVAC. It was just, hey, uh, there's a project to go do, I'm going to go do it. And I have a lot of fun stories because um, it was a three-month process and um, the, I had it all lined up and the equipment didn't come. And there's more to the story than that, but I'll, I'll give you uh, one of the best pieces of advice my dad ever gave me. The equipment didn't come and I, I can get more into that story, yada, yada. And I had all my buddies from Heating and Air 
coming in and saying, Hey, um, you know, we're going to take off a week and do this project. And cause I only had a little bit of time to, to complete the majority of it. And because the equipment didn't come, I had a couple buddies take vacation that they didn't actually have to take and then, or weren't able to use to come help me on this. And it kind of just turned into a disaster from the beginning. And I remember sitting on the side of the building and I'm just sitting there and I'm crying. And I call my dad and I tell him the whole situation. Like the equipment didn't come. I got these guys lined up. Now they're not available and don't know how I'm going to get it in. Um, the, you know, the contractor's mad at me. I let my friend down, blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I, I was crying and my dad said, hey, uh, have you ever seen Toy Story? And I said, yeah. And he said, remember that scene where Buzz and Woody are, they're going down and, and Woody says, Buzz, we're flying. And Buzz says, no, we're not flying. We're falling with style. Um, my dad, that was one of the best advices he gave me because that immediately got me right back up where I was going. And although I was falling, I knew I had to fall in style. We figured it out. I bought two vans. Uh, I took the money from that. I, I bought two vans. I gave a marketer $5,000. And um, now we're a multi-million dollar company uh, that everyone loves to work for. And uh, I love coming to work every day. I don't work a day in my life. Uh, what a story, dude. Yeah. Uh, There's so I, much more to that story and so many more <laughs> lessons. But that was I, the quickest I could get through it. In your uh, in your intro, I I call you a hustler, um, and I mean that with total like admiration. Like it takes hustle to get to to get some of these things done. Like you know, knocking on doors in a no soliciting zone. You know, it's asking forgiveness rather than permission. Um, a little bit. Learn that from <laughs> um, a pastor. Yeah. just just kind of do what needs to be done to make it happen and that's what um that's what i think a lot of listeners can can identify with a lot a lot of business owners have similar stories of figuring things out on the fly falling with style excellent that was an excellent dad moment um as a dad of four kids like i i hope for the the presence of mind to recall an awesome story like that from from a movie or an awesome uh, moment from a movie to uh, to apply perfectly to uh, a kid who's going through an issue um that's awesome awesome yeah. One of, one of the, the things I was going to ask you that came to mind is earlier you mentioned that you d- you you paid your way through college um, that, that that you you did go to college you grew up in what people would call blue collar um, home you know where where your dad was flipping houses um, tell me a little bit about that dynamic uh, so some of what I've heard over the years is like you know blue collar wa- work gets a bad rap but it seems to me like you were exposed to both worlds and somewhere along the line, you chose that your best route for success was going to lie in leading blue collar work. Like why, why that, what, what is your attitude towards that? Even that term blue collar? Yeah. I mean, blue collar versus white collar. I like to have fun and joke and I don't think my personality would fit in a corporate office. I'd probably get called down to HR every day. Um, Just so. because you don't wear shoes. That's like the <laughs> biggest reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, blue, blue collar can be really fun. I mean, you know, and with the industry dying like it is, and when I say the industry, I mean, you know, just 
people uh, people working a trade is is kind of dying, and it's been dying for a long time. Um, so I love I love blue collar. I, I wouldn't fit into the white collar world. I like I said I would, I would get called into HR every day, and yeah, I just I love the camaraderie that blue collar brings, um, and I think there's there's a brotherhood there that I've always been exposed to, and that I've always uh, enjoyed being around. There's jokes that are classic and to be made, and you know it's just it's fun to be around it. So um, you know you don't have to light the world on fire being a tech genius, in my opinion. Um, if you do, that's totally awesome. But I think I've just had a really good time doing what I do. I enjoy working with my hands. Um, and I can, any situation I can always help someone out with, you know, if, if something gets screwed up, I can, I have a tool bag, I can go out and I can help. Yeah. You mentioned the camaraderie. There is something there's like, there's, there's something special about being in the trenches, doing any kind of, uh, blue collar type work when you're in the trenches with a, a group of employees. It's just like there, there is a camaraderie that, um, is you kind of unique. Yeah. It's the, your mom jokes. That's what it is. You know, like <laughs> that's what it boils down to. You've told your fair sh- share of that. Yeah, yeah. I also think like, uh, um, there's something to be said for taking a different route than everyone else is taking. And, uh, in a world where, like you said, blue collar work is and the trades are, are dying, um, saying, Hey, I'm willing to do the hard work. Um, and, and not only that, but I'm willing to lead other people to do it. Um, there's an opportunity there that where everyone else is clamoring for other types of jobs, uh, you're saying instead you're saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to lead the way. As as a as a friend of ours said, you you decided to be the king of the midgets. Yeah, I am the king of the midgets right now. But uh, we'll 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 um the king of the midgets comment though is just where we are at monetarily compared to everyone else. Like Beltway is not a big dog in the industry. Like we're not like the biggest, but we're king of the midgets. So like we're we're getting bigger and we're 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 bigger than the smaller guys. So, um, yeah. My goal is to not be king of the midgets two years from now. <laughs> I, 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 there's another way to look at that term, and that is to do 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 work that other people aren't willing to do, and um, it doesn't take a whole lot to stand out. If you have integrity in the trades, um, you you can be the first thought of um, business if you are willing to be uh, to bring your integrity and your character and your excellence. To, to a type of work that other people have avoided to do, uh, avoided doing, then you get to, ch- you get a chance to be the king. All right. I want to move on to another question. What are, what would you say your greatest influences are? It could be, it could be a superhero. It could be a relative. Um, but who, who, uh, who do you look at? That like who are my heroes? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Your heroes, your influences. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Um, Love me some Tobey Maguire or Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield can kick rocks, but you know he's he's not he's not so bad where it's like I would never watch his movies. But it's like you're kind of relevant, man. But if they made a third one, anyway. Um, did, did you read the actual comics? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, comment. All right, YouTube all right. we share this. We share I, this. I, I got it down. Um, but I would say my heroes are the the men around me and and my wife. Um, those are my heroes. So the men around me, because I grew up in a dysfunctional household. Um, you know, people addicted to drugs, alcohol, pills, um, that whole thing, heroin. Um, had to deal with that a lot. So I clung to the church. The church had men in it, and those men helped form me. And my dad's always been a great influence on my life as well. Um, and then my wife, I wouldn't be where I am today without my wife for sure. You know, in the early years of this business, you know, we talk about the story and it's multi-million dollars, whatever, whatever, who cares? Um, none of that would have happened if it wasn't for my wife. Um, you know, she, she gave, you know, I, I remember time was, she was very good with money. And, you know, we were dating at the time and I said, Hey, I need $10,000 to buy equipment and then also to pay payroll this week. And while we were dating, she gave it to me. She trusted me that much. And we, um, you know, I was able to pay the equipment and I was able to pay her back three days later when the check cleared. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's my hero, not because she's good with money, but she's always supported me very well. And she's really, I mean, she's the foundation. I mean, I, I come home to a very healthy home and, you know, she's the one who is always uh, advocating for that. And she has a background in social work and a background in social work also means a background in um, psychology because a lot of our classes overlap. Um, and my last uh, therapist, she was actually a social worker. Um, so that their, their stuff overlaps a lot. My wife can sometimes be my therapist. <laughs> um, it's healthy to go see one and not make it a spouse. But I mean, she really keeps me level headed and she does a lot. And then the men around me, um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that I got from Crucible, which is a thing that Nate and I've gone to. It's a, it's a, it's a Christian based um, weekend where you go in and you learn how to be a better person and, and work on stuff about your past and yada, yada. Um, but the biggest thing I remembered is when all of the, you know, when you leave, um, everyone says goodbye and we circle up and we, you know, each person gets an opportunity to say goodbye to each other one by one. And I realized all of those men are going to make sure, hold me accountable to be a good man. And all of those men that I just walked away from, because all of them were men I had a good relationship with. And Nate, you were one of them there. Um, all of those men are not going to let me fail. All of those men there are, have helped form me and have taken me in. I've lived with some of them. Some of them given me money to make it by, um, you know, have given me food or just listened to me talk when I was going through a tough time. Um you know, I, I, I owe a lot of that to you and, and the men around me. So those are my, those are my three heroes, Spider-Man, the men around in my community and my wife. That, that's uh that, no, that's, that's good. That's, I mean, you can't really get any better than that. Um, that, that humility is really, really, um, refreshing. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people would envy, the connection, the, the support that, that you've had, 
Um, cause I, I think sadly a lot of people don't have that in their life. And so to hear you say that success was, um, was something that you, you're standing on the shoulders of other men, your wife, um, and even Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty awesome. It, it shows humility. Uh, all right. Next question is, is, I got, uh, more. I got another question, man. I got another question. What, what's the last, uh, great, uh, great book that you read or movie that you watched? Man, I'll tell you what, you love the movie Bullet Train. You were willing to watch. <laughs> I'm not, no, no, this isn't my interview. This is time. you. This is you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what movie did I walk away from? And I was like, man, that was a good movie. Um, because of the holidays, we haven't watched a ton of movies. One movie I watch once a year, though, is um, The Founder. Um, the story about Ray Kroc and how he took over uh, the McDonald's brothers. And, yes, and, um, that's a good one. Yeah. I learned something new every time I watch that movie because my mindset's in a different place. Because when you're in a mindset of a guy in a truck versus I have one and two employees, so now I have, you know, five to 10 to 15 to 20 employees, um, your mindset is always changing. So there's always something to be learned from and that, um, in that movie. So I think that's, that's probably one of my best business and one relates to business. Uh, that's definitely one of the best ones. I'm going to refer, I have like at least 10 questions that just popped into my head about that movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could have another podcast just talking about that movie. I have actually, mixed feelings that. about that story. Yeah. That's um, such a great, well, actually such a great movie real quick. There's the, the movie made it seem like a, but the, what actually happened was C you know, so there's a lot All of right, documentary. So you can educate I, me. I, yeah, I know this. To, like, I've done my research, my friend. It's the example that one of the formative books for us is the E Myth. Yeah. It's the example that they use. They use McDonald's as an example in that in that book um, of how to create a business that runs on its own. And I think that's kind of where I want to end. Um, I want to end this by saying, like, in observing you, like, we've gotten to work really up you know, up close together for the last couple months. And it's this podcast is one of the pieces of that puzzle that came out of that. But for years, I have seen you um, uh, fairly up close. And I've been able to see the way you've started Beltway and the way you've created this company. And I have a ton of respect for that. And one of the examples that I, th I think that you're one of the greatest leaders, business leaders that I know personally, and, and, the, and my evidence for that is the fact that when when we when when we talk during a, a business day, uh, a regular work day, your phone isn't ringing all day long. Your your company has systems in place where people are equipped to run after what they're good at, and Beltway runs on its own. And you, yes, you have to get involved. Yes, you keep tabs on things, but your whole day, like you're living the dream of the small businessman in my in my mind. Your, your whole day isn't consumed with putting out fires, which means that you're the type of leader that's created those systems. So um, I, I think there's I think our listeners are going to get a, a lot of nuggets of wisdom from you because um, because you're doing it well. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, if anyone ever needs to reach out to me, you can reach out to the info at giantweight.com. Uh, you can also email me at Ryan at beltwayhvac.com. Um, I'm not a hard person to find. You can also Facebook, Instagram, uh, anything. I'm on it. So, 
Thanks for letting us get to know you a little bit better, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. 